What is going on everybody? My name is John Haas, RNCCRN with NRSNG.com. Today I am with Juliana Adams, RN, MSN, MA, and we're talking about her brand new book, The Joy of Nursing, Reclaiming Our Nobility. I'm really excited about this book, you guys. I want you guys to head over to Amazon and you can pick up a copy of this book. It's The Joy of Nursing. It's a really exciting book where she tells the stories of nursing and of her personal experiences over the last several decades as a nurse. Really exciting story. Super excited to share this with you and share Juliana with you. She has so much experience in nursing and so much vision for where we can go as a career. We talked a lot before the episode started and we talked a lot after the episode about what nursing is and what can happen with this career if we all band together. So really excited to bring her to you guys. Her name is Juliana Adams. All right. But before we get started, as always, guys, we're here to help you out. We want you guys to succeed. If you head over to nrsng.com, you can get on there and you can get our cheat sheets. Um, you can get subscribed to get our cheat sheets every Friday where we give you a resource or a cheat sheet to help you excel in your career on the floor, in school, and as a nurse. You guys, we love we love you. Appreciate you guys being here. And we'll talk to you after the episode. Thanks for coming on the show, Juliana. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me, John. You bet. Uh, and so tell us a little bit about the book and why you chose the title. You know, the subtitle is Reclaiming Our Nobility. So tell us a little bit about the book and that and that choice of title. I think for me, um, the word that I get asked the most is the word nobility. And where does it come from? And was nobility being lost is, is what I've been asked. And I think that the choice of the word nobility is so often associated with nursing. And it's something that we are proud of. And we want to make sure that we honor that. Um, and one of the ways we can do that is by behaving in the most professional way possible and that's knowing that we each of us are guardians of the profession of nursing and to be a noble profession to be trustworthy as it is it requires us to each look inside and say are we being the kind of nurse that in fact would generate a continued feeling of nobility as viewed by other people um in regards to it being reclaiming it as if it's being lost, I think that there is some some worry within us as a profession, which is what we should be doing, and that is to look and say, is this are we being are we being the the advocates and the stewards to our profession that the public expects us to be? And um, I think we are. I think that we're in good shape, and I think that we're asking the questions that need to be asked. No, absolutely. And, and before we started, we were kind of talking about this, too, that, you know, nursing's come a long way. It's changed a lot. and Education requirements have changed and everything. And, and as we move forward, I think, you know, one thing you said to me before we started that I really liked was that our profession is strong enough. As nurses, we're strong people and our profession is strong enough to allow kind of some of that scrutiny and allow us to say, OK, where are we at and, and how can we move forward? So I think that that I, I really like that title, Reclaiming Our Nobility. You know, you, you think back to Florence Nightingale and, and the whole purpose of kind of why nursing started and then making sure that as we progress hundreds of years, you know, past that and as we continue to progress as a profession, are we remembering our heritage and, and what we are at, at our core, you know? Yeah, you know, I it's interesting. I realize that Florence is is um, is somewhat controversial for some people and that they 
they do or don't believe that she's maybe the most appropriate or the most mm. the relevant person to still use as a role model. And I recently did a blog on, so what is this about Florence that's made her come alive a hundred years later? And for me, when I look at things, the two aspects I look that she gave all of us, and in fact, the, the blog is really about that it's applicable to, to many professions, not just nursing. And that was that she was incredibly tenacious. Mm -hmm. This is somebody that worked for 70 years. And just as importantly, she didn't fight the battle she wanted to fight. She wanted to give good nursing care. She fought the battles that her profession was facing at the time and went after those, those areas that she felt were affected patient care and what I take from her today and would suggest to anybody entering a profession is look at the problems associated with your professional choice and be a part of working on those problems even if it may not be exactly what you wanted to do if it, if it affects your ability to do the job you want you went into the profession to do then you've got to put some attention and energy into solving the problems at hand, not just the desirable ones. No, absolutely. And because, I mean, nursing has changed and we can't ignore that. And But I, I, I agree with what you're saying that, you know, what she brought to the career was, yeah, this voracious appetite for change, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that at our, at our core, yeah, that's what nurses are good at. And that's what, you know, I try to teach our audience, too, is be willing and be brave enough to raise your voice. Don't accept the status quo and make sure we're always doing the best thing for our patient. I think we're lucky because our history is so rich. We we have a lot of theorists to choose from. And even if when you went into school and you thought, oh my gosh, that isn't exactly a big interest of mine. But I will tell you after years of being a nurse that I think back to some of the theoretical frameworks that I was given that I wasn't particularly interested in in school, but now how, how much more salient they are in my life. And, and you know, when depending on the environment you choose to work in, we have a lot of rich people to help guide our practice. You couple that with organizational theory and your personal life theories, and that is what makes you the rich and hopefully the wise person and nurse that you will become and grow on as you move truly from novice to expert. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I actually pulled that quote from your book and wrote it down here that you kind of talk about this book as kind of your journey from novice to expert. Um, and the book kind of starts with you, you know, in school, getting ready to graduate. And then that first job kind of walk us through a little bit of your journey as a nurse. You know, it's been, I, I think you, you said about 50 years that you've been working yeah. in nursing and healthcare. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think everybody remembers their their first. And one of the neat things about being a nurse is there are so many firsts. It isn't just your first patient and the first person that dies or the first birth. It, it's the first just continue throughout your whole career. And really, I'm not sure you could say that about a lot of different positions. I'm not sure that you could find meaning and purpose. 20, 30, 40, and 50 years after you've been doing the work that you chose to do. And that's, to me, is actually the most attractive 
thing about becoming a nurse. It can change with you all of your life. And certainly when I think of graduating in 1971 and then starting off at the heart transplant unit at Stanford, I was overwhelmed at that job and I just continued to take jobs where I was overwhelmed. Um, I went to Europe and worked in, in through um, an all-German-speaking hospital in northern Germany in Kiel at their open-heart surgery place. I went and worked for the Department of Midwifery in Holland, and I didn't have language behind me. But these jobs gave me a sense of confidence and a can-do attitude that I I have sort of taken with me in every single job since then. Um, and I, I took with me also this this knowledge that I had to know what I didn't know, and I had to go out and get the skills I needed and to speak up and ask questions. And I learned that at my first couple of jobs, and I've really applied it every single job since then. Absolutely. You know, my, my job before nursing school, I debated going to nursing school for a long time, and I ended up going the business route and getting a degree in business. And, and my first job with that was as a buyer for a sporting goods store. And, you know, after about the first week, I had learned everything I needed to know for that job. <laughs> and I, 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 the rest of it was just kind of sitting behind a computer screen, bored to death. Um, and that's when I decided like, okay, I made the wrong decision. I need to do nursing. And so I went to nursing school. And like you said, you never stop feeling... Uh, I mean, I want to, how do I say this? You never stop feeling a little bit over your head in nursing. There's so much to learn and to do, and it starts from nursing school and just continues on. There's just, I mean, so many avenues and so many things to learn and, and just dealing with humans, dealing with patients in that piece of life that they're in is always different, is always exciting, and is always new. So tell, I want to talk, I did read in, in the book that you, you did have the, the job in Germany. How did, how did that all happen? What's, what's the story behind that? <laughs> you know, I, so I left, went to the heart transplant unit and had a fabulous two years there. And I was married and my um, husband was finishing a doctoral degree in linguistics. So we went over to Europe off and on for the next eight years, going back to Stanford, then going back over to Europe, and um, I thought, gosh, I don't know the language, but I know what I'm doing. I can read EKGs, and it was mm-hmm. so, I'm not sure I would have the, 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 I'm not sure I'd be given the opportunity to, but I'm not sure I would even take the opportunity in the, at presently to go and work in a place where I didn't speak the language, but, you know, you, medications and vital signs were all the same, mm-hmm. and again, I just thought, I know what I'm doing, and so I'll have to fill in the words. And it was a challenging time, but it was such a, a fun experience to work in a completely different um, country and delivery system. No, that's amazing. How long were you over there or outside of the States practicing? Uh, six years in all. Oh, my all. goodness. Wow. Yeah. No, it was a long time. And, and again, it, it gave me that sense of excitement that, wait, I didn't go into this become a nurse because I wanted every job to look exactly the same. I wanted it to look different. And I think that's why I put that kind of lifestyle in front of myself. That's so cool. And so it, and throughout the book, it, you kind of, you know, share little snippets and little stories from your career and from your, your life as a nurse. Is there, I know, you know, the, the book shares a lot of these stories, but is there a patient that you can think back on, you know, all these years later 
and say, you know, that's the one kind of patient you'll always remember? You know what? I think it really was, and it happened um, early on, and then it certainly happened when I moved into the emergency room and working in an inner city, city and county emergency room at Denver Health, specifically Denver General back then. And that was that sometimes the environment, or many times the environment, was chaotic and it was less than desirable. But there were so many golden moments, what I call Camelot nursing, mm. so many times when I realized that with all of the shortage of supplies, being tired, it's 3 a.m., I have to go to the bathroom, I have it, you know, all the stuff that can seem so negative about it in a nursing environment. And I would look up or look down at where I was and be with a patient and think, this is what it's all about. It's just you and me. And it didn't matter if the patient was in shackles and was a perpetrator of violence or it was a mom delivering a baby or it was you and a patient that, whose life was leaving them. It w That's really what it was all about. It was you and them and the skills that you were providing, yes, but it was just those moments of making eye contact and being there for patients. Uh, that That's what is superseded and helped me realize that, that even though I worked in environments that I thought might have been less than ideal, those Camelot nursing experiences are what set the goal bar for me over and over and over throughout my career. Yeah, and you know, I, I think those moments do have happen often too you know it's like the whole world kind of slows down and and we were talking before the show too like you and I both have never you know worked med surge but in, in an ICU or in a critical care type setting you know you're seeing people at the very worst moment of their life and, and it can be really chaotic you said something in the book that I like too and I don't remember how you said it but you said you know it's almost like in, in the ED or in the ICU you know, it's, things are very chaotic, it's very rushed, it's very loud, but it's almost like the nurses and the staff thrive in that environment, like we almost appreciate it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, when you get into that moment with that patient and you're, even if it's as crazy as doing a code or whatever like that, you have that little snippet where time really kind of stands still and you can feel that you're touching someone's life. And those yeah. little moments really, I mean, they change you. They really, I mean, they changed me anyway from who I was, you know, a few years ago before I went into nursing. Um, and it's just amazing to see how those little tiny moments really shape you as a person even. Well, you know, I think that's where, and I realized this working out of the country and there's this bond between nurses. We know what's great about it. We know what, <laughs> what is irritating or what is something that makes us, um, our hackles rise about certain situations. But that bond, it's the same I feel that with nurses, no matter where I've been, and I feel it when I'm with a patient. I know when somebody's a nurse that they know what my life is like. They know what that that pain and that feeling, um, that feeling of wanting to make sure that when you walk in the room and say, hi, my name is Juliana, and I'm here to make your day better. I'm going to be with you and stay with you. I, that's what I want from nursing, people that ca have cared for me, and that's what I know I want to give to patients that I take care of, no matter what the environment is. No, I love that. And uh, this kind of leads into what I was going to ask you next. I wanted to ask you, what does it mean to 
to be a nurse? What does RN mean to you? You know what? I think it is a recognition that, and I, again, I think I've got some statements that first and foremost, first and last, what patients want from from us is something they've wanted from us ever since the beginning of the laying on of hands of this profession. And that's compassion. That's a response to their suffering. And really, I think patients want to know that the beauty and the sacredness of entering this relationship with us, with the, us with them, that we are intimate strangers. We may never know each other's names or remember it, but remembering the contact, both for them and for us, is what makes this such a noble profession. Um, I think that it. one of the things I'm still so struck with decades later is that when I, when I am in my living and being a nurse, it really is, it, it's opened up doors for me of thinking. It's, it's, it's asked me to define, am I your, am I, are we each other's brother's keeper? Is, is healthcare a right? It, it is, it's just, it's the essence of connecting with people. Um, and it is sacred. Absolutely. I, I think, like I kind of was saying earlier, too, it, it really makes you ask difficult questions about uh, life, about uh, humanity, about, about compassion, about everything. And I, I thought going into nursing that I had a, a grasp on those things. I went into nursing a little bit later. I graduated when I was 30. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I had a good grasp on life, you know, and I didn't realize until probably even the first time the elevator doors open for my first shift like I had no clue what life was <laughs> and it, it continues to, to change and I tried to um, you know share that through the podcast and through the blog and through talking to people you know more experienced than myself like you with our audience that you know humility and being allowing yourself to ask those deep, difficult questions about life and about nursing and things can really shape your career you know and I don't know. I, I thought I had a good grasp on it going into nursing and I realized more and more, you know, how little, you know, I knew and how little I was prepared. But I, I appreciate that. Like, that's one of the things I really appreciate about it. We talked about this earlier, too. You know, it's it's that ever changing portion of nursing that I think really keeps me interested, I guess. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. I think the science, the excitement, the highly skilled tasks and the roles that we played is alluring for all of us. And I would say and invite anybody that feels that nursing could be a calling for them, that they'd be interested in being a nurse to definitely respond to that. I, I'm subsequently now very intrigued with, um, I'd it was my life plan to go back for my doctorate in nursing. And as I began to, that process, I thought, wait a minute, this is this, I'm, am I doing this because I'm career building because this is the direction I want to go? I actually had a thesis idea that I was very much in love with. And then I thought, wait, there are some more fundamental questions that I want to ask. And so instead went back for uh, another master's degree in psychology. And it was there that I realized really the depth and the beauty. And I had made a a documentary. It's called Exposure, mm-hmm. Reclaiming the Nobility. And I realized after I did the documentary that the use of the word exposure, looking for the truth in nursing, the reality, being candid, that really what that was, it wasn't so much as 
an exposure to other people. It was a metaphor for my own life. And it was then that I began to look at truly the depth of the nurse-patient relationship. And then that caused me to look at judgments, projections of people that I'd made. And it opened up a level of, of beauty in being a nurse that I just... I, I, it took me by surprise, I have to say, and I didn't find it till really I'd been a nurse for many years. So, yeah, I did want to ask you about that because I saw that you you did you know end up getting the the degree in psychology and and that is kind of a, a jump a little bit from from nursing and so, <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like you know your reason was to to understand humans and and our interaction even more, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was, I, I'm not, I think I looked at it because I was actually at the time in the one job that I said I didn't like. And I was so surprised that after being a nurse for 35 years, I was in a job that I found frustrating. I was disillusioned and I was actually angry and so surprised that we couldn't make this position and this nursing experience better. So it was really for fairly negative reasons that I went on and changed directions. But I will tell you that had I never had that tough job and that disillusionment, I, I it wouldn't have taken me the directions in my life that I then went, which were far more satisfying than my original plan in my 20th year, 25th year. So, and I think that happens. Every job has something there to teach you. Yeah. And so it sounds like, you know, that job came, you know, already after having a good amount of experience in nursing, you know, we hear a lot of new nurses reach out to us, you know, that they're just, they're overwhelmed. They're not sure if they should do it. Some of them feel like they made the wrong decision already just a month or two into their career. What would you, what advice would you share with that new nurse who's struggling with that? I, I love that question. <laughs> I will tell you that I think that that before leaving the profession, possibly a job change is something you might want to look at. But before you leave, make sure that you you something took you to that job. And if when you were there, if you think about did I learn from this job what I needed to learn? And the example I would give is is something you touched on, and that's the entrepreneurial side. I had started a business with somebody. It was totally, it was a great idea. It was keeping seniors living at home, mm. and this was about 15 years ago, so it was a, it was it was fairly cutting edge. <laughs> and um, I had no idea how to set up a business. I mean, I I. It just wasn't my area, and that was one of the reasons I undertook it. I thought, I haven't been an entrepreneur yet, and flew by the seat of my pants, was overwhelmed, made up this price. I will tell you, it was $500 to go in and provide services, and it wasn't even doing the hands-on piece. It was coordinating services, Mm -hmm. and the the business absolutely took off. And I found out the phone was ringing off the hook, and every time it would ring, I think, oh, I, oh, darn! And I thought, <laughs> you're not an entrepreneur. This isn't the right setting for you. But I stayed in the job long enough. I thought, what am I going to learn about this job? And I thought, I'm going to stay in this job long enough to find out what makes older the oldest of. of people that we took care of, people that were in their late 80s, 90s, 
who were those happy people and what had made them happy? Mm. So it was an odd reason to stay for another year. I found those answers out for myself and then said, I'm ready to walk away from this and mm. do something different. So now let me ask, uh, so this is a little bit off topic. If you don't mind sharing, what were a couple of the things you learned you know, that made those uh, those people a little bit happier than others. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, 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 when I was starting to relate the story, I thought, boy, you better have the answer to this because it sounds pretty monumental. You got, yeah, that sounds like this is a groundbreaking stuff here. <laughs> you know, I realized, it, it, and I will tell you that because none of this was covered under insurance, the clientele that, um, that our little company, but this other person and I focused on, everybody actually had assets mm -hmm. and so they were able to pay out of pocket um, for this care that was somewhat poorly defined but <laughs> by being poorly defined it was being defined individually for, right. for each of the people that came into the ER at 2 a.m. with a broken leg and had children on the East Coast that couldn't make it out to take care of them. Um, what I found was that if people have something that they care about and that something can be truly a parakeet, it can be a stamp collection, it can be a teacup collection, it can be reading books that you never got around to when you were younger, it can be it can be literally anything hmm. if you care about it and you have somebody to communicate that caring with. And whether it's through computers, interestingly, for older people, or whether it's by having a child or family directly in your life, many of these people didn't have family close by, but they talked to the postman every day hmm. and they had a little they had a pet or they had again something that kept them mentally alive and connected and the smallness of I hesitate to use the word small it sounds so judgmental but it some of the some of the the simple most um, beautiful things that people cared about were what gave their life meaning hmm. and and so I think that connectivity and having some of your senses be active enough that you can pull in information is something that we want to help all all people maintain as long as possible I love that that's great no and and you know my limited experience I, I guess I've seen that too you know it's just having a passion and having people I guess <laughs> yeah so I want to switch gears here ask a tough question this is from your book um one of the things that this is a quote from the book and i, I really like this and uh you were talking i think this was when you were talking about your career in the ed and and kind of um talking about some codes and things like that but you said for us to stop pushing your death away can evoke thoughts that we did not do enough to save you um do you mind just kind of talking about that i really liked that quote um and just kind of talk on that for a minute. You know, we we know that death is inevitable, and we know that there are no cures for death, and we know that death is the right path for what might have even brought somebody in, even if it seems young or or unexpected. But I think when you go into high mode of it is our jobs. That's the, one of the commitments of advocacy for you that we've made as nurses, as doctors, as, as the healthcare team makes. We will do what we can to keep you alive. And 
and you, we want you to know that. But at the same time, switching off when we're realizing that we're 50 minutes, two hours into a code, a resuscitation, and it's not working, that we know that we're moving toward the direction of letting life take on its own path that mm-hmm. your your destiny is going to is going to win out over us but that passion that 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 fight mode that we get into we do that because we give you our ego our strength our physical our connectivity with you but we also know when it's time to stop. And I think that that would extend even on to, and I'm sure, John, you know this too, after somebody has died, after they have died, whether they're awake all the way till they died or it's slowly been slipping away, you we know that you're still there with us. We don't treat your body or anything that we've just experienced with you as being something that's just that's what we do we're mm-hmm. used to it you are still with us and i would want loved ones to know if they've ever lost a, the life of somebody in the er or in an icu or hospital setting we know that that person before us is somebody's wife brother husband you know we know that that person's body means something to somebody and it does to us too yeah, I, I, I do like how you said that because I think, I mean, we've been talking a lot about kind of, uh, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> about human nature and, and about our connection with humans. And I think, you know, that connection between nurses maybe occurs because we all have somewhat that that different kind of view on, on life and what people are. And and I think that you're right. Like when, when people die in, in, in a hospital and as a nurse, we continue to, to care for that person, to care about that family and to care about, you know, what's going to happen now to this family or to this husband or to this, you know, and, and I do think that that's one of the things I always tried to really share with the family members after someone died, you know, take your time, say goodbye. And and my care doesn't stop. You know, as soon as that patient dies, I don't just move on and, and I'm not just done. You know, I yeah. continue to care for that person, clean them, take care of them, uh, prepare them, you know, for everything that's going to occur after that. Um, and my, my care doesn't just stop. It's like, well, another one down, give me a new assignment. You know, we continue to care and to take care and to to really deeply care about those people. Well, you know, we have to get good at suffering and we have to get good at death. And even if you hear people make jokes about, you know, some of the stuff that we see and do in hospitals, the whole uh, place of where humor fits in is fascinating and and to some degree I think you you have to have walked in our shoes to understand mm-hmm. that 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 how can that sound that we're respecting people's dignity when in fact we make comments that mm-hmm. sound possibly very cruel but I I would tell people that I we do keep you covered and we do recognize that your body and the way we are interacting above you when you're laying down in the patient role we do keep in mind that if that were me how would i want mm-hmm. you to be caring for me um and i i i think that people question if you've been doing this line of work doctoring nursing for years do you get hard do you get so good at it that it doesn't have any meaning for you and i would say 
no, I don't think that happens for the majority of us. And when it seems to happen, that's when team members circle the wagons and start helping people see that maybe their responses, they need some time or distance away from what they're doing because it isn't from not caring that people do behaviors that may look um, less than sympathetic or, or kind. It's, it's usually from caring too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, no. it's similar to burnout, you know. Yeah, and that's one thing I've talked about. I, I've talked about compassion fatigue a few times. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, we go into this because we care. And then, yeah, there, there's, I think there do come those moments for all of us where it's like, man, I, I don't know if I can handle it, you know, anymore. And, and I think people do revert to anger or to, or to humor or to whatever. And I think that's, that's the nice thing about nursing is I think it is structured in a way as a career where you can take some time off or you can switch things up until you get kind of that energy back, you know, to, to go and to, to do what you need to do on the job. You know, one of the questions I thought was so interesting, I was asked years ago, and at the time it seemed so bizarre, and now it makes makes perfect sense. And that was the question, and this would be something I would say to any new nurse, that when will you know when it's time for you to leave? <laughs> so you think, wow, I just started this job. I'm not sure I'll know it, but I would say you will know it. And one of the things, one of the ways that you... <laughs> keep vibrant and keep excited and keep your compassion fatigue sort of recognizable but not where it feels overwhelming is to keep on updating your vision of what you need to be what kind of nurse you you need to be for yourself mm-hmm. and if you work in an environment where you can do that then you may not want to leave but if you can't be the nurse that you want to be that meets your own role models and the vision you've had and you it may need to be updated may need to be questioned personally but be the nurse that you need to be i love that i think that's i think that's perfectly said and you know i i because I, I have seen people come you know they always thought they want to do trauma or icu they come into the icu and it's just it's clearly not making them happy you know and they'll move to a different floor and they they thrive you know or they move to a different setting or they go to school again or or update their resume whatever and and they they thrive you know and and i think not being afraid to make those jumps is important you know because you can you can get into it like well i I always wanted to do this i always want to do this and you can force it where it's really just probably not the right thing for you right i'd agree um i want to ask you uh, i wanted to ask after after so many years in nursing and so many different careers in nursing, so many different avenues. Is there anything you would do if you could rewind the clock that you would go back and do differently? Um, you know, I, I have to tell you, I, I have made so many zigzags in nursing. I have given things a try. I worked for a, um, a, a, a pharmaceutical company and hmm because I I thought it sounded really interesting and I found out I didn't like it and left. No, I I left positions when I, like I say, got something out of them, stayed long enough to justify being oriented by them, and then left when I knew that it was right for me. Um, 
No, I, I really think that one of the things we each have to do in being guardians of this profession is that we have to be, we have to ask ourselves, would someone choose to be a nurse after meeting me in the position <laughs> I'm doing? And if I think the answer is no, then then that's where we're lucky enough to be able to leave the job and work on a cruise ship or work in a prison or work out in a summer camp. We, we can make that choice. But am I, am I, would someone after meeting me want to be a nurse? And that's been sort of a, a subtle behind the scenes question that I asked myself. Um, and I'd suggest that that's a, that's a barometer of, um, of, of, I don't know, a barometer of, of career moves. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's sort of that personal commitment that, um, that you you want to be the best that you can be because we we are in this sacred relationship of working with people. I do. I like that. I I, uh, I wrote that one down too. Would someone want to be a nurse after meeting me? And I think that's a great question to ask you know if okay. if uh and i think that that and, and the beauty of nursing is like if i'm not happy in one field i can do another field let me find the field in nursing where i thrive and people will look at me and say man i, I should have chose nursing you know yeah, that that is it john that's so true and that's when i titled my book the joy of nursing reclaiming our nobility somebody said to me well i think it sounds like nursing sucks is what they said it's <laughs> you know some of the things you have to do and i said no this is about the joy of nursing the being able to work in a field where you feel inspired like I said. yeah i mean and I'll, and I'll be honest i'll be honest one of the reasons i didn't want to do nursing was because I didn't want to clean patients. You know, I didn't want to wipe butts all day. And that was one of the big things. Like when I was contemplating nursing, I was like, ah. you know, and people will say that to me now. I'll tell people like, you should check out nursing. You know, if you're not happy with your career, well, I don't want to wipe butts. And <laughs> what I didn't realize back then is that, man, that is such, I mean, you do, you do do that if you're a floor nurse, right? You do, that happens. <laughs> we do it. Yeah, we do it. Didn't we in critical care too? Exactly. You do it a lot. And uh, but that is such a, that's not what nursing is. I mean, nursing is, is, it's a calling. It's a, it's a profession. It's, it's, you know, it's so much beyond that. It's dealing with humans and, and all that to where, you know, I would just say those little hard things about nursing almost become, you know, negligible, you know, when, yeah. you, when you look at the whole big picture of what it is that, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't change the career. I still don't like doing it, yeah. but I wouldn't change the career because of it. Yes, and it's just like, don't you love it when somebody says, I can't stand the sight of blood, and I say, then you know what? You can be a nurse, and you, you won't be in contact with blood. Mm -hmm. Go to a third world country. Go ahead, and there are so many frontiers. Go into research. Go into teaching. Go. There's so many things you can do that if you don't like one aspect of it, to me, working in a bank or in a as an attorney with some contentious fighting algorithmically um, you know, precedent setting, um, job would be like horrible for yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that, and that was, I'm glad that I had the chance to do like the cubicle thing for a short time because <laughs> it made me like, I, there was just no way I would ever go back. And I knew that, like it was in my mind, like I knew what the alternative was and it, no matter how hard a day was or a shift was. And, and it's almost like when you have those hard days, those hard shifts, there's, 
and maybe this is the whole thing that like we we have a different language as nurses like there's a sense of pride too like you're walking out to your car after the shift and you're exhausted and you're tired but it's almost like you hang your head high because it's like man i'm 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 awesome you know (laughs) (laughs) and you know that i agree and you know we can walk out of our jobs and truly our jobs are not going to be computerized. Our there are aspects of it that there are, and, and that's wonderful in many ways because there's so much information and opportunity mm-hmm. because of the information we have. But our job, our caring, that isn't going to be taken away. And there are plenty of other jobs within the whole healthcare system that are, I think, are at risk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think we can say, wait, as nurses, there will always be a job for us. And look at one of the reasons we have the shortage is because we have so many places where nurses are are wanted, needed, and are making a difference. And to, to, that's just, I see, continuing. I don't see that getting less. The job may change, mm-hmm. um, but the but the need for nurses, I, I think we made we made great choices and i would encourage anybody (laughs) to look at it um as a profession you know and that's let's uh let's let's ask this question as you know kind of as as parting wisdom parting advice what would you tell the new nurse uh or the student who's in school right now and contemplating you know how hard it is if they made the right decision what would be your 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 wisdom to that person I would say that you have made an outstanding choice and that you will find a a richness. It will exceed your expectations. And if you're presently feeling disillusioned, find out, engage in dialogues of discontent. Find people that are interested in exploring your position that you're in and looking at problem solving it because there's so much you can do go out and do it. <laughs> Absolutely. There's so much in nursing and I, and I do, the book is The Joy of Nursing, Reclaiming Our Nobility. Uh, where can people find the book? It can be um, purchased on Amazon mm-hmm. and it, it, it's been floating in and out of being the first and the second um, new hot release for the last 40 days that it's been out. So that was a very nice surprise. <laughs> and I would, it would be great if you would purchase it through amazon.com or um, it's also available through Steamboat Springs Publishing okay. and those those can be found on the internet. Perfect. And your name is Juliana Adams. So you can go to go to Amazon, type Juliana Adams in or Joy of Nursing or if you go now it's on the hot new, hot new sellers. So Yeah. The Joy <laughs> of Nursing has been picking it up. So That's and so I good. thank you. You thank you. I think uh, I think who, you know, people will find a lot of wisdom in this book. So thanks. Thanks, John. (laughs) All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you get a chance to head over to Amazon, pick up her book. It's The Joy of Nursing. Her name is Juliana Adams. You guys, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being part of the NRSNG family. We're really building something great here. We're revolutionizing. We're changing the way nursing education is done. And we're doing everything that we can to give you the confidence and the tools that you need to succeed in nursing school and in life. So again, a big thank you for being here. Be sure to go check us out over on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat. If you go over to Snapchat, our username is nrsng.com. We post random cheat sheets and things up there as well. 
But you guys, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate all that you do. We're here to help you on your journey to becoming a nurse. So with that said, you guys know what time it is now. It's time to go out and be your best self today. Happy nursing. <laughs>